Now, admittedly, he's just filmed it on a kind of a, a Canon G7X or something with a microphone. It's not cost him a lot of money to do it, and it's not probably a lot of time, but actually what you make back from the YouTube thing isn't a huge, uh, unless, no, you, unless no. you happen to write a song called Baby Shark. Baby Shark. Um, or something <laughs> ridiculous, then you're absolutely loaded. morning good afternoon or good evening whatever time you're listening to this podcast this is the photographer's crack you are joined by myself james kelly and my handsome irish friend ross eaglesham how are you this evening sir i'm good i'm good not feeling very handsome but thanks for the compliment um it's been a while since you've 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 introduced me like that so um yeah (laughs) i only see half your face so it's okay oh that's a good point yeah i can hide over here i can (laughs) can hide really close to the microphone or i can hide all the way over here oh that sounds deep oh that sounded that sounded yeah anyway right off off track already no i'm good james thank you um yeah nice to be chatting again it wasn't that long ago we did uh did our last one but we're gonna go with something different tonight um which will be quite good um yeah, so I'm good. I uh, had a long day, but uh, I'm looking forward to having a wee chit-chat, catch-up, and uh, mm-hmm, getting into definitely. bits and pieces. So, anyone who listened to the last podcast, um, we are now breaking them down into individual wedding and landscape podcasts. So we're not mixing them up, we're keeping them separate. So those who love the weddings can listen to the weddings, and those that like the landscape can listen to the landscape. And it just, just keeps it all separate. So the idea is... Once every two weeks, we're going to release a landscape, and then two weeks later, we'll do a wedding. So this is it. So this is how we're. Hopefully, there's one or hopefully there's one or two people that don't mind listening to both. Um, I'm sure there is. I'm sure. I'm sure there is some people who do enjoy listening to both. But it's 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 also quite I think a bit rare. But if you do like listening to both, let us know. Get on that Facebook group. Type in the photographer's crack into the Facebook uh, search bar, and make sure you put group as well because we now have a page which is doing really well as well as our instagram which is pretty cool and let us know if you enjoy listening to both or if you're more of a landscape or you're more of a wedding so it'd be a good idea to kind of maybe eventually we'll do a poll when the numbers get up so that'd be quite good but yes this evening we are discussing landscape indeed over some whiskey we are we both got a wee dribble i've got a bit of a sore throat again this is this is not good news but and, and james got a bit jealous when i started flaunting the whiskey over the over the the webcam to him so he's got himself a bottle as well so yes yes well my excuse is that i've been suffering from man flu for the last week and a half terrible affliction terrible um, it, it is it, it floored me i mean it's very rare that i get really ill and i think it was friday friday or saturday just completely wiped me out uh, i was in my bed the whole day and just just felt rubbish so um i still have a bit of a cough and i still a bit a bit rubbish so if i sound a bit weird i do apologize weirder than normal anyway has weirder than normal indeed, yeah. indeed. We're, both, we're both going a bit husky and a bit kind of uh low <laughs> yeah okay hey. let's let's, okay, let's anyway, stop let's doing that that's a bit weird <laughs> okay so anyway um catch up catch up first you, you go you uh, go I'm first sure it's, I, i'm sure it's quite a male you know male dominant kind of audience we have at the moment but if you're not if you're female please let us know be good to see uh, the mix that we have but yes as i said this evening we are going to be discussing landscape we're going to do a little catch up on our landscape side of things i'm going to tell you about a project that i'm about to start and we also have some really good listener questions from the facebook group which we're going to try and answer as many as we can in the short time of 
well, we, we normally say 45 minutes, but it works out an hour. Last time was a disaster timekeeping. That was that was 100 percent your fault. Like that wasn't it, that was it, it, it was. I mean, you know, this is this is me. I I talk I talk for Britain. You Dude. know, I'm 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 the guy that does a wedding meet and it lasts for two and a half hours when most people are like half an hour. But <laughs> maybe that's why I have a high uh, success uh, booking rate. But that's for another podcast. Indeed. Stop talking so about anyway, the W word. The W word is banned. Yeah. Yep. Let's go on for the L word. So, Ross, what's been happening in your landscape world? Uh, um, well, I said nothing. No, well. Yeah, no, because that'll be a really rubbish catch up. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, no, whiskey. Yeah, mine doesn't do that. Mine has got well. Anyway, right. Anyway, so yes, my, my, I haven't done any landscape really in the, in the past wee while. Um, I actually still haven't touched an actual camera in in a few weeks. However, um, this weekend I'm driving up north, uh, driving up tomorrow after work, uh, and I'm going to be going up to Cullen. Uh, to stay with uh, Susie's parents, uh, which means we're right beside Bow Fiddle Rock, right beside Port Naki, um, and all those places. I am going to take my my filters. I'm going to take my couple of lenses. Uh, I'm going to stay. At my, I'm staying at my friend Coop's house tomorrow night, and they've just had a new baby, so I'm doing a wee photo shoot for them on Saturday morning. But I'm going to try and get some landscapes in, even if it's just going back to Bow Fiddle Rock to do the same location that I've done before I think I need to just get out and do do something and take something so that is my plan for the kind of up and coming next couple of of days um I'm gonna interrupt you I'm gonna interrupt you Sunnyside Beach yeah yeah we're gonna go to Sunnyside on that's on the right of Collins so that's kind of east Sunnyside Beach is incredible it's absolutely beautiful of course you know Cullen is is kind of up my neck of the woods and you're making no effort to come see me uh well I didn't say that you, invite, well, you invited you, I, me to Silas's birthday party, but I'm probably not going to be there just at that point. But um, we should definitely, whatever. we it's should fine. definitely Priorities. Uh, try and get something sorted. Um, Maybe do something Sunday morning. Yeah, definitely. If you wanted definitely. to. Um, I've got a photo shoot in the afternoon, but yeah, I can do the morning. Just don't tell Iris. Sorry, mm-hmm. Iris. Does she listen to family this? weekend? She does actually. Does she? Yeah, do you? yeah, yeah, yeah. So you do I have to watch your pharaoh, pharaoh pronunciations. Um, yeah. So I, I'm, that's my plan going forwards in the next couple of few days. Um, I said I'm not allowed to talk about the W word, so I'm, that, that kind of does take up the rest of my time. What, what, something else I do an awful lot of, um, and this is <laughs> this has got a random story. I haven't actually told James this yet, um, mm. but I was judging tonight, literally about an hour ago. I was at Motherwell Camera Club. Um, it was a GDPU tie, so that's Glasgow District Photographic Union. It's a league system. They play um, sort of group uh, ties against each other, and then the lead, the winner of the little group pool goes through towards the final. And they're small group pools, but the final's got six teams in it. Um, so it was between Motherwell and Alba Camera Club, and at half time, so I judged twenty-five of the forty images, and um, at half time, uh, this chap comes up to me and says, uh, "Are you friends with a guy from up north?" And I thought, well, that's a very broad-ranging question. <laughs> I thought, well, I, I do know a photographer up north, um, James Kelly. And he said, oh, that's my nephew. So who's your... Is this your mum's? Your it's my mum's brother. Mum's brother was sitting... So James is... James's is, Mum's brother's so uncle was sitting uh, throughout the whole night about 10 feet away from mm-hmm. me. And I said, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. Um <laughs> And he, 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 he transpires, yeah, he's, he's from up your neck of the woods, obviously, and he used to live, uh, 
used to live in the place. Oh my God, we go for coffee. I can't remember, but somewhere up up near Falkabers. And um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He just uh, yeah, he was he was chatting away, and he says hello. And uh, I just thought such a random small world. I'm in a in a <laughs> in a community community center in Holy Town outside outside Motherwell. Yeah, because you're. I've got you're Kilmarnock, no? What? You're near Kilmarnock, no? Uh, Are you? Not. I'm East Kilbride, Ish. so it's about four. East Kilbride, okay. Four to half an hour from Kilmarnock, but okay, okay. Because um, I've got another uncle in Kilmarnock. I've got, I've got fam. So my my mum's side of the family are all from that neck of the woods. They're from the um, the east of Glasgow. We right. won't mention where because it's a pretty rough area. But they're all. I mean, my mum's eight of nine. There's loads of them. Right. They're spread out everywhere. So um, yeah, it's a good chance you would bump into one of them at some point, yeah. especially in photography. My uncle Barry, he's 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 into photography, and um, I've actually been down to their camera club to do a talk and a presentation on the Faroe Islands oh, and, yeah, and my photography. Yeah. So yeah, so that was that was uh, that was last year. Was that no? It wasn't last year. The year before, I think it was. I did mine last um, year too. I did my sports photography talk to them, uh, the Commonwealth Games talk last year. Yeah. So maybe you were the year before. I don't know. Um, very weird. They never invited me back. Very small, <laughs> very small <laughs> world. Um, so I, I judged that tonight, and it, it, it's amazing. Not not just that story, but it's amazing how I mean, I've, I've got the images still up on the screen here because I load them into Lightroom to have a look at them, so I can rate them, star them from one to five. And um, it's just amazing the diversity that you get of all the stuff I've got. Uh, I mean, I've got the Callanish Stones in um, the Art Hebrides is a couple of landscapes. There's one of a castle in the northeast of England. Uh, beginning with B, can't remember the name of it. Right up to some sports images, some portraits, some. It's just amazing. Like it's it's a diff. I don't compete anymore because I just I lost a bit of a kind of impetus for it. You're too good. You're too <laughs> no, good. No, certainly you know? certainly not the reason. I don't compete anymore because I didn't put enough time into it. And and you do have to put a lot of yeah. time into competitions because you need to go at the right time of day with the right planning and everything. And I just I lost a wee bit of uh, enthusiasm for that side of things. But I do love the judging. And it's amazing. I had a, a couple of shots. One of the Buko uh, up in Glencoe, and some stunning natural mm-hmm. history stuff, which is you know you kind of wildlife things. And it was amazing. So after that, I was just finishing up, and I said to, I said to the they thanked me for the, and I said thanks very much. It was really enjoyable. And I said, look, can I do just a shameless plug for the podcast here? Um, so as I was, uh, as I was kind of saying it. One of the chaps in the front row was 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 typing into the whatever way he gets his podcasts on on uh, on Apple iTunes or whatever, and he said, "Yeah, it, it comes up um, straight away. You type in photographers, and it's already there." And um, he's already kind of joined up. So I'll I need to say hello to anybody from Motherwell or Alba Camera Club who may have tuned in. Um, and that's quite cool. It's just weird we're getting people from all random kind of walks of life. Yeah, tuned, we do. Listening. We do. I mean. You know, it's it's funny because the the podcast is uploaded to our website, which is done through Squarespace. And if Squarespace are listening, we would love some money for advertisement, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> Keep asking. And <laughs> you don't ask, don't get. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I I sent you a photograph of it the other day. There, that yeah, something yeah, you did, like yeah. our our traction on our website has gone up one thousand. Is it something like one thousand two hundred percent? You know, in the, over the last month compared to before, so I think that's been a combination from getting good um, episodes out and and the, the Facebook page and the, the website, the mailing list, and all this sort of stuff. So that's really good. So we are going to get reach. I mean, we've got listeners from America, we've had Canada, we've had Alaska, we've had, of course, the Faroe Islands, Scotland, Ireland, and um, we've had Australia, New Zealand, and um, 
in Malaysia. Apart from I think Japan that's as well sister. because of Elise. Surely. Japan, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. Japan's uh, she's over in Japan just now, and yeah. she's been listening as well. So, you know, we're we're getting a good bit of te- um, traction from it. It's great because. You know, for those who, who who don't know how to podcast, these things are often not the easiest to to do. Um, there's loads of podcasts out there, and you've got to have people who can bounce off each other and, and and keep up a conversation. You know, we're speaking to you. You know, this is it. So we're sitting here in front of our computer, talking to each other. But really, to me, I'm visualizing that I'm speaking to an audience. You know, that's kind of how I, I look at it. And then, then there's all the editing and putting it together. And as long as we don't make any mistakes, then we're sorted. If you start making mistakes, that's when issues start happening or audio quality is a bit rubbish. So I, I have to say, actually, it's on nice. that, the, the, I don't know what you did in the last one. I, I do listen to parts of the podcast and I listen to the last one because the sound sounded different in the last one. I don't know whether you tweaked mm-hmm. it or what you did to it, but it sounded, I thought it sounded nope. not too bad. I have to say. No, didn't do anything different. Yeah. It might have been just the position of your microphone. I know, I'm being as close as I can. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like learning things like um, I'm going to look at investing in um, some soundproofing sponge because something I learned off of um, actually one of Thomas Heaton's videos was having a sheet of this underneath you. It stops the echo coming off of your desk. Now, you can't see my desk at the moment, but well, there's actually loads of stuff over it just now. I'll so. tell you what I'm going to do just because we've done it. Now, I can't do it at the minute because my phone's on my phone's on um, airplane mode, but I'm going to take a photo of my setup and you'll absolutely... Oh, that's a good whiskey. Oh, I haven't had the American Oak one before. Mm. Yeah, it's good. Nice. Right. I'm drinking an Ockentoshin. Is it not Ockentoshin? Oh. Come on. Ockentoshin, Ockentoshin. I was uh, drinking the Ardmore before, but it's uh, one second, people. So you'll laugh when you see that photo go up. I'll put it on. I'll need to do it. I'll need to do it portrait <laughs> because um, it needs to go up on Ugh. on Instagram. Sorry, people. Let, let's just get these photographs done. So, oh yeah, with, with James in it. You'll need to take another drink. I didn't get it quite that first time. Jeez, I'm going to get drunk by the end of this. I'm joking, but fine. Mm. Um, no, so okay, sorry, people. I, 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 I'll throw that up on the Instagram feed because I've now got the login to our, our Photographer's Crack Instagram. And um, Yes, what, if you're on Instagram, type in Photographer's Crack and we will pop up and give us a like and give yeah. us a follow. Um, so I have my microphone balanced, not balanced, it's sitting on top of a Cadbury's Hero box. So it's an empty box. And it, this happened when I had to do it upstairs one day because I had the washing machine on, which is awfully boring but it actually works <laughs> to i think it works to, to dull the vibration not i'm not saying it, you mm-hmm. should invest in cabri's hero sweets boxes as opposed to very expensive um soundproofing material but i think it does the same job i can imagine it would i can imagine anyway what's what, what's 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 your <laughs> what's your catch-up because i that was my catch-up drawn my catch-up so my catch-up is uh is 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 landscape wise it's probably been a little bit more out and about than yourself. Um, I have I have a new landscape buddy. I have a la- new landscape buddy. We need to get him on, perhaps. Have we, have you... Yeah, I think we do. Joe, Joe's a really cool guy. So I met Joe end of last year when I was doing my free meetups when we were trying to get the monthly adventure club up and running and, and things like that, which um, we're not doing, but we are. I'm looking to maybe just do some free events just to get people out and taking pictures. I met Joe. Turns out he was actually moving to the same village that I live in. I was like, brilliant. He's a sound guy. He's a, he's a good landscape photographer. You know when you meet someone... Man crush alert. Like, Man, crush alert. Man, Man crush alert. Man crush. Yeah, got a new one. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Um, he's got missus. It's fine. <laughs> so do you. <laughs> <We're working laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. So do I. Surely that should have come kids. first. Wait. 
<laughs> Good lord. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. But we've been going out a couple of times um, to some locations. Uh, there's myself, Joe, and, and Steve um, headed up to um, Assen, and we went up to Stack Pollock, um, or Stack Polly, however you want to pronounce it, for a sunrise. It was incredible. And then me and Joe were out um, down in the Cairn Gorms just a couple of weeks ago. So I have got back into recording my video oh, that's right, yeah. vlogs. Yeah, yeah. I really hate the word vlog. I really, really hate the word vlog. But I recorded a couple of episodes. Uh, they're actually getting launched in four days, um, five days. Five days, the first one's going to be going. So if you go to YouTube, type in James Kelly Photography, you'll get the, the link for the premiere of the first episode. Second episode's recorded. Third's getting done next week. And then the idea is every two weeks, I'm going to be launching a video. So the idea is the video will probably get launched the week that we don't do the podcast. So we'll do it that way. And then we'll probably start loading up the podcast again onto the YouTube channel as well. So he's we're kind of helping each other get out. He's not actually from this area. He's from down, um, down England, somewhere in London area. Moved up here. So we've been heading out. He's exploring Speyside. And it's just an excuse just to get out and, and, and do some landscape. So he's a pretty sound guy. Um... I don't know what he thinks of me, but he's coming to my son's birthday party tomorrow. So, and not tomorrow on Saturday. So, you know, I must have made some sort of impression. Uh, and I met his missus and she seems really nice as well. Um, friend. So, Photography friend. Yeah. I've got a friend. <laughs> um, but it is. But landscape photography can be really lonely sometimes. There's a lot of landscape photographers that do go out by themselves. And it can be very lonely. And when you have someone there, you can bounce ideas off. You know, you can see what their compositions are. And, and it's amazing how we've been out on locations taking almost the same photograph, but they're completely different. So those photographs will be getting uh, released when the videos get released as well. And there's a couple of them that I'm really proud of, like really just so proud of. So I'm quite happy with that. Excellent. Excellent. Um, I have finally exported my top photographs from last year. So for anyone listening, um, I didn't really put out many landscape photographs last year, apart from a couple of the vlogs that I did. Um, oh God, I really hate that word, video vlogs. Um, I put out some, but I didn't put many out, and I've been kind of keeping them away. There's some that I took in Iceland, there's my trips in the Faroes and Scotland. So I finally went through all the photographs, and so far I have 66 photographs. Mm. Which is more you, than I... I mean, I wanted 12. That, yeah, you thought you were going to struggle. I didn't know. And it took me... I mean, it took me a long time. It took me the best part of probably from the end of December to now to um, to get that that right, you know. So I was looking through the, the folders and I was going back and forth, back and forth and selecting the ones and editing them and then deleting the edit and then re-editing them. So it was getting really frustrating, but I think I've nailed it now. And... I've definitely got my 12, my 12 that I am really, really happy with. So that's good. So I'm not going to be doing the same again this year. I'm not going to be waiting a year to release the pictures. I am probably going to be waiting maybe two months, you know, so I can take my time to edit. Um, one of the things I'm noticing with a lot of these people who are doing these video blogs, these vlogs, is they're so quick to get them out. They're so quick to get out there, film them, edit the video and get them out as quick as possible that they're not to me, I personally think they're not taking the time that they should be to edit the pictures. And I think you need to you need to hold back a little bit. 
get the content, get quality over quantity. So that's why I am shooting, I'm try, the idea is to get maybe three or four videos recorded before putting them out so then I can then take my time to edit the pictures and then I'm not stressing to put these videos out. Sounds good. So that's good pretty idea. good. It yeah. does sound good. So that then, um, that leads on to my next project. My next project, one I'm very excited about. And I was debating whether I was going to kind of open this up to the world um, it's still in the early stages. Is this, a, is this thought, an exclusive? Is this is this what you're telling us? You're telling us this, this is, a, is an a first, a first exclusive. Yes. Yeah. Although yeah, although I already know what it is. So <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. So um, I was debating about whether to kind of release this, and I thought, you know what, this is good content for the podcast, and and this is a year long project, and it's something that I could maybe cover on the landscape um, podcast. Maybe we can do like a little intro yeah. or something. And, yeah, sounds good. You know, we can do an update of what's happening. So. I uh, <laughs> I met these videographers almost two years ago. These these um, these three videographers, and it's um, one guy and two girls. It's brother's sister, and then the brother's girlfriend. And they're originally from Portugal. They live in Aberdeen. They do a lot of um, weddings, which is how we met them. Really shy, really quiet. And then they met me and Louise at a wedding, and I, I think we scared them. <laughs> so, um, and then we've been to. I took one of them. We were doing a, another wedding. I, um, I know we're not talking about weddings, but it's part of the story. But I took them. Uh, we climbed. We we drove up the top of this this big hill um, in a four by four to do these wedding pictures, and I think I scared her a little bit going up this mountain, and and then having to reverse all the way back down. But the I approached them about doing stuff for weddings and stuff, and um, Maggie, who kind of runs it, and then um, she she said that they had they had been talking together. They were wanting to do something with me for a while, and they want to see more of Scotland. They say they're not originally from here; they're from Portugal, but they want to see more of Scotland. So they asked about about doing a documentary on me and my landscape photography. Mm. So I was like, oh, okay. That's pretty cool from right. coming, I'm, coming I'm, from them. I'm, I'm, cool. Yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, they're really good. They're really good. The commercial work is phenomenal. Because you would have to pay, um, and I'm, you have to, have to pay big, thousands. big bucks to get someone to come in and do a, thousands, do a kind of yeah. show on you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it, and that's it. So we we had a we had a, a kind of um, a brainstorming meeting a few weeks ago, um, just over coffee about, you know, kind of what I. You know, it was, the wedding stuff was was fine. You know, I'm. We, this was all brought up first, and then the wedding stuff, and uh, they're doing a huge amount of things, which we'll talk about in the wedding podcast. And then they start talking about the landscape, and they're just they're really passionate about it, which is what I've been looking for. I'm looking for videographers who are really passionate. And to yeah. me, I think there's all these vlogs who are going online. They're great. You know, you've got your 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 top ones like Thomas Heaton and your man Baxter and um, who everyone else that does them. But to me there's a production value missing. And I think Thomas Heaton and, and uh, your man, um, oh, what's his name? Baxter. Is it not, is it not Colin Baxter? I've forgotten his name anyway. He, clear, um, clear. they, they do, they do it really well. They do the, the well, but they've got a background in that side of things. You know, I wanted to do a, a video on me and my landscape to, have you ever watched any of the F-stop, F-stoppers videos? Yeah, I've watched a couple. Yeah, so like they do it to a pretty good value. They do it and they bring in your man, is Eli, and do lots of videos. And is that Eli? Yeah. Oh, God, I, I, no, no, you're right. right. Yeah. yeah, I think that's good. They do. You know, it's done to a really nice production value. So this is what I said to them. I says I want to take these video blogs and take them to the next level. 
So they were like, yeah, let's do it. And then a week later, we we organized a, a production meeting. We sat down and we were there for the best part of probably four or five hours. Big whiteboard, just, just banging out ideas. So they can get an idea of what I'm looking for. I can get an idea of what they're looking for. Um, my initial thought was that they were going to follow me around for a whole year, film me photographing four different locations in four different seasons and then putting together like a little hour hour and 50 minute film about landscape photography and the life in the landscape photography and then bringing bringing in different photographers and interviewing them so doing like little clips a five minute clip interviewing a different photographer about their landscape and stuff so that was what i kind of brought to the table and then they were like no i think we should break it down into um maybe an episode or um season every season if that makes sense so season one would be spring season two would be summer autumn winter and then we'd release a couple of videos throughout the seasons and, and kind of help build up traction like that so that that to me sounded really great um so that was good we put a date down we're going out to film the the kind of the pilot um <laughs> cool. which means that they're gonna f- yeah they're gonna film me for a day so they're gonna come out onto the landscape gonna go to an amazing landscape they're gonna film me for the day and then they're gonna get an idea of what works and what doesn't work and the flow and and and, and test some things out so when it comes to filming the proper thing they then know the format that we need to work towards. Yeah, so good. that's pretty cool. So we're looking at la- uh, locations just now. I'm not going to tell you what the locations are, but that should be getting filmed um, and starting in the next couple of weeks. And, and they're going to come out in all weather, all landscape, film me, interview lots of other photographers. And then every season we'll release, we'll release episodes. And, and we're going to have, we're talking about doing a little launch night. So we're going to do a launch night for the first one and, and, and invite people along, maybe do like a little exhibition with the pictures from <laughs> that cool. are taken. Um, and the idea, I mean, the idea is this, we're doing this off our own backs. You know, we're, we're, we're splitting it all down the middle, we're splitting the cost down the middle. And, in the hope that you get sponsorship, you know, you'll never make money from, well, not that you'll never make money, but it's incredibly difficult to make a living off of YouTube. So you have to really look at, you know, um, sponsorship, you know, looking at maybe having Nikon or Lee filters or Rab clothing or whoever, you know, to, to sponsor the, the, the video. Um, and then the money from that, and we, we we both said this that the money from that we make from it will go into a kitty for future episodes. Yeah, that makes sense. So it could lead sense. to being, a, you know, maybe doing a season down in the Lake District. It could mean coming to the Faroe Islands and they spend a couple of <coughs> Northern Ireland, <coughs> Northern Ireland, Northern. But exactly, but coming to Northern Ireland. So then we start off small in Scotland and then build it from there. So it's really exciting and it's and it's it's absolutely amazing and i'm i'm it sounds fantastic i have um, to say it does it it does it really does and they're really focused they're really dedicated to it uh, and i'm i'm very excited to get started but i think um you know i think again not that i'm hating on people who do these vlogs but there is let's say there's 100 vlogs that go online um within the uk i reckon maybe only 5 of them are actually really good and it's down to their personality and how they interact with the camera, how they speak. You know, it's the same with the podcast. You get loads of people who do these these podcasts, but really, do you really want to listen to them? Well, I know that I've deleted a few because I don't enjoy... Yeah, that's probably the stuff that must happen. Like, yeah. I I watched Thomas Heaton religiously when I had my notifications mm-hmm. set on. I subscribed to his channel, obviously, and 
I don't. I haven't watched a video of his in about six months. Mm-hmm. I just at one point it's I just kind of. I yeah. I've no. I have no doubt that he has. I have absolutely his stuff. Excuse me. His stuff was absolutely fantastic. It was phenomenal. And mm-hmm. at just at, at one point, I just maybe it was one video. It's kind of like that with the with uh, Andy and Jimmy's podcast. I didn't listen to one or two around Christmas time because they were doing the critiques, and I just haven't really gone back. And it's terrible because yeah. it's so easy. People are so fickle these days. And you're saying about volume and the, the quality over quantity thing. And I know this is kind of getting slightly off the topic, but it's it's mm-hmm. what people want. People need constant mm-hmm. uploads of every single day or t- twice a week, three times a week, because people need that immediate instant yeah. hit. And it only needs to be a sort of 15, 20 minute thing. And then they move on. And then, and then their, their attention span, the, the human attention span in the, today's day and age is frighteningly short. Um, yeah. And that's what makes me worry about us prattling on for an hour and 15 minutes that it's not, <laughs> somebody's going to be like, no, sod this, I'm off. Um, but it, it, And that's fine. You'll, you'll get that. You'll get people coming back and forward to it, you know, and it is, it's, 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 um, it's how it is. I mean, I'm the same, like, like I, I, I quite admire Thomas Heaton and, and, you know, well done on him for what he's achieved. And he's he's kind of stuck to his guns. He's done really well, but he's got the personality. He's also yeah, he got does. the it's very background. Easy, very easy to listen to and very easy to talk to. Exactly, self, exactly. Um, Simon Baxter. That's the name right. of the other video. Right, okay. He does a lot of the woodland stuff. Uh, and then you've also got um, the other one. I, I've I've been I've just recently started following is um, oh, uh, Nigel Danson as well. And it was actually because he's been up in the Faroe Islands and he oh, was right, down okay. in Suroy on Iris's Island, and this was brought to my attention and again really good he's 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 got an artistic background you know what i mean so like his videos are filmed really good the 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 quality of the the headers and stuff and what he does is really good but if you want to make money from youtube you have to the content you have to put in is insane everything from gear updates how to's all this sort of stuff and there's loads of videos out there that do it but if you do it really well the hits you get are amazing but, you know, like, as Thomas Heaton says, he doesn't really make that much money from YouTube. He makes his money from his calendars, from the workshops he's starting yeah. to do, from sponsorship from Squarespace. So we're we're looking at it. To me, it's not about the money at the moment. It's about, uh, well, money. Money rules the world. Let's, let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, you, you can't know, we've pretend. Got, we've got a, I've got a family to feed. And if I'm going to be doing loads of landscape, then I have to do less weddings. I have to substitute that and... Um, I have to say, you know, so there's all these. Uh, I was, I was. Uh, this is a little bit related to what you've just said about how difficult it is to make money mm-hmm. off YouTube. The ge- for anybody who doesn't know, I think it's widely understood that the general uh, money that you make off YouTube is for every thousand views, you make approximately a pound. Um, oh, it's less than that. It might it might work out to be less than that eventually, but to make the maths, yeah. to make the maths a little easier. I, I, I do yeah. have a few people on YouTube I watch. I watch a couple of golf-specific uh, people on YouTube, and one of them in particular uploaded a video. I think it was. I've got it in front of me here. It was three days ago. Uh, Justin Rose is currently the number one golfer in the world, and he's just had a big mm-hmm. equipment change. He's just changed all of his kit, all his golf clubs, all his stuff, and it's been a big, massive deal, and it's been huge news. And he won the first week, the first tournament he played, he won with this new kit. Now, this guy, uh, Rick Shields, who's the golf YouTuber, he has a video that was uploaded, kind of pretty exclusive. I don't think anybody else has had this video talking to Justin Rose about his kit, looking at his clubs and talking him through every single club in his bag, which in it's like kind of like what's in your camera bag. It's like you show us your gear. It's a huge, big, everybody loves it. So he's, and I actually was very surprised by this because I thought that would make him a fortune. He's at 131,000 views. So that's 131 quid, roughly. 
like give or yeah. give or take. And that's in three days. If you break that down, that's 40 quid a day. Now, admittedly, he's just filmed it on a kind of a, a Canon G7X or something with a microphone. It's not cost him a lot of money to do it, and it's not probably a lot of time, but actually what you make back from the YouTube thing isn't a huge, uh, unless, no, you, unless no. you happen to write a song called Baby Shark. Baby Shark. Um, or something <laughs> ridiculous, then you're absolutely loaded. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it isn't very easy, but I think getting a, a, a company like um the guys you're talking about uh, to come in and do it properly and at least have a mm-hmm. a really kind of good go at it is is a fantastic idea yeah. i think it's a and i i enjoy i i do enjoy the vlogging i really do enjoy it, but it's very difficult to speak to your camera by yourself um even though i can speak for britain i find it very i do find it very difficult but having someone there holding the camera then I that I know that I'm going to be fine with that, so that's that's going to work, and, yeah. and it's all going to be a little bit more planned out, higher production value, editing is going to be a lot better, um, and it's then going to push me to make sure that the qual- the quality of photographs that I produce is going to be a lot a lot better as well. So, really really excited about that, um, and that's going to keep me busy this year because it's not like I'm busy already. Um, two months tomorrow, people, I have my first. Workshop of the year in the Faroe Islands. Fully booked. I'm pretty stoked about this. Um, Really, really excited. I just just hope the weather's going to play ball. (laughs) Well, Uh, to be fair, just on something else, at at the camera club tonight, one of the guys from the the, uh, Motherwell Camera Club said, uh, oh, I I want to go to the Faroe Islands and I was going to go in one of James's uh, workshops. And I sort of said, you know, it's it's a fantastic idea. It's it's a great great thing to do. and and yeah, you need to do it sooner rather than later because you know things not gonna things are getting so popular in the Faroes that you yeah know, you need to do it sooner rather than later. I'm gonna just say something here because my laptop unfortunately has started to do funny things. So I'm just gonna pre warn James oh. here around about 32 minutes in. It's it's trying to do an update <laughs> and I don't want it to do an update and and it's oh. it's giving me the little coloured little spinny thing. So I don't know yep, how this yep. audio is gonna work out. James is still gonna be talking. Um, obviously, and, and it records at his end. Yep. Um, hopefully, well, we know, I won't know until I get the video file. So I know this is this could be a bit of a problem. I might just unplug it. Could be speaking to nothing. The reason that it did it is because oh. I plugged it in, um, and it started to do a bit of spinny thing. So hopefully, it's now gone back to. Uh, okay. It's caught up. So it's got all the blue little waves there. So fingers crossed, guys. This doesn't need redone or anything yep. like that. But uh, you keep talking, cool. James, and uh, I'll go, keep go, talking. You, you start. So... You start with the questions. Going well, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna quickly go back to talking about how I picked my my pictures from last year. Hmm. They're gonna be heading up onto my Instagram. I'm about to set up a new page for selling prints on my website, uh, and I'm gonna be drip feeding these new pictures over the next um, over the next six months or so. So that's gonna be quite fun. So again, quality over quantity. So there might be only a couple a week going on Facebook and Instagram, and I'll probably repeat them constantly. So. Do keep an eye out for that. Please leave a comment um, and, and give it a like. So be good. But we have had a couple of questions. Um, if this audio is work, working fine for you, are you, you going to try and answer them with me or are we just going to um, let me do it? I would like to. You no, seem to be I would okay like fine? to try. I can hear you. So 
You can hear me. That's, that's uh, ho- hopefully it comes back in. It just seems to be, I don't know. I thought Apple was quite reliable. Cool. Oh, we're in and out. We're in and out. We're good. It's still got we're the blue In and out. In and out. Well, I'm going to go through the questions, not in order. So the first one came from your buddy, Ke- uh, Kenny. Um, he's asking, what apps or websites do you use to monitor the weather conditions? Um, I use windy.com. Um, I really like windy.com. I like the app. I like the way it's laid out. I like, I like the way it works. It's good on the desktop as well. And it seems to be relatively accurate. So I'm quite happy with windy.com. But at the same time, I I, I really don't really check the apps and whether when I'm going out, I'll, I'll get what I get, you know. Um, I keep an eye on the gusts. This is something I, I learned from Joe as well. Um, Joe's also um, doing his Mandarin leadership, so you know, pretty safe hands. But learning about the gust, the wind gust, don't worry about the wind itself, but worry about the, the gust of wind, which is something that I do in the Pharaohs already, so I don't know why I don't do it here. So, uh, Kenny, I use the um, windy.com. Ross, if you're able to record this, well, do you use anything? I, I, I can tell you, and then you can repeat it. I, I've got blue waves again. I think I'm good. I, I say when I do go out, um, I do check the photographer's ephemeris for planning of yep. where. Yeah. If anybody doesn't know what it is, uh, you can get a desktop application of it, which is free. Yeah, a mobile one. I think there's a small charge, but it's not too bad. It's a three ninety nine. Um, and you basically you just click the little flag like you would do um, in Google Maps and it tells you sort of direction of sunrise, direction of sunset. It will also tell you um, the timings of things. It will tell you the, the, even down to like the moonrise, um, what time sunrise is at, the direction obviously, and, and lots of different things like that. For actual weather, I'd kind of be like you if you go out and you get fantastic weather i just tend to check normal weather weather services um and if if you get good weather you get good weather if you don't you don't Uh, i know it's a terrible kind of way i do any planning i would do for specific photos as a directions because for me personally i said this at the club tonight when i was judging i like the light from the sun to be lighting my subject i.e my building or my trees or my whatever because i think that gives them an extra different sparkle whereas i I, i'm not a massive fan mainly because it's really difficult shooting into the sun um so if you're shooting into a sunset or into where the sun rises that's more difficult to balance the exposures it's also more difficult to get something that's dramatic i think personally so i like to get the direction of the sun pointing at the object i want to shoot so maybe it's uh, what's the castle in the northeast called again northeast denotter castle if it's something like that um I think that's quite important. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I, everyone does do not cattle sunrise, but I think I've been there for the sunset and it gets a, just before sunset, gets a beautiful glow on it. So that works fine. Cool, excellent. Right. Um, Darren Moore, he asked, do you choose a location subject and then wait for the best conditions or just go either way and see what you can create, assuming it's local locations and not on a trip where time is critical um i know you also followed up with saying uh, do you uh, consciously revisit local spots just to capture the various conditions so for myself i do i have a list of locations that i want to photograph and i check the weather so if i've got a day of doing photography i'll check the weather and i'll then look at those locations to see which one i think is going to be likely the 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 best better option um they're all over scotland that's the only issue is my 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 locations are not local they are usually within an 
an hour plus drive to four and a half hours away so i do i do kind of keep an eye on it but at the same time i love winging it i love just going you know what? i'm off today i'm gonna go down to glencoe i'm gonna go to isla sky and hope for the best i'll have what I, i'll get what i get you know um if I walk away with no image, it's it's about the adventure. It's about getting away, so that's that's fine. Uh, local spots, I do I do recommend to people who, especially just getting into photography, is to find a local spot that's within half an hour distance of your um, half an hour driving or walking, whatever, from where you are, and repeatedly returning so you can learn about light so you can try at different times of the day different times of the year to really learn about how light works because that's it that's the most important thing about photography you have all the gizmos all the gadgets all the gear it's the light the light is everything so you need to understand how that light's going to work how that light's going to work on a subject so this is one of the reasons why we're doing this documentary is i'm going to be visiting four locations over four seasons so you i can then see how they're all going to be different within that season and then work out which ones can be the best picture from all of it so i do think um i'm a bit of a mix there um, i know some people are really they like to plan they like to plan everything and know i'm going to this location when this weather is exactly like this mm. me i'm um, not always i like to just 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 go sometimes you know i did uh, well i mean I would like to if I'm going to go if I'm going to make the effort to get out of my bed in the morning whether it's for a winter sunrise at half eight or a summer sunrise at four in the morning I want to know that I've got the best chance of getting a photo I know Alistair and yourself both yeah. I think it's all about the adventure and that's fine and I, I do agree about that it's good to get out in the fresh air but I do want to have the best chance of getting it so I will do an element of planning and if you've got to go back to you know, certain places at certain times. I, I, we had a talk at our club a few years ago from Robert Fulton, who's um, mm-hmm. who has won the Scottish Landscape Photographer of the Year twice, I believe. Um, it was a fantastic talk. I didn't think I was going to enjoy it because I just thought, not really that into it. But he he spoke so well. If he, you know, there are certain people. If he, if he was available to go to a talk in your local area, hundred percent go and see him. Uh, he'd be mm-hmm. a brilliant person to try and get on here, actually. Um, so he talked about going back to a certain location, I think four years in a row to get the sun and the snow and the branches and the tree in the right location, the right placement in the image that he wanted. And eventually he got it. And I think it came second in, or placed anyway, in the Landscape Photographer of the Year competition. And it it just shows that yeah. you sometimes you do have to go back to the same location to get the perfect shot. Because sometimes you look at something and you think, it's good, but it's it's good, but it's not it's good, but it's not quite right. You know, it's good. there's something missing, yeah. or there's something not quite there. There's a there's it would be great if there was a something there, or it'd be great if there was snow in the ground, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just need to, or it'd be great if the sun was a little bit over further over there. Well, you just need to come back in two months' time. Um, so yeah, that's I would I would cool. I'd, yeah I would say planning going back and even if one of the ones is just for a recce, and you just go along and you you accept the fact that you're probably not going to take much great that day but you'd go along mm-hmm. just to scout, scout it out and scope it out um, yeah I do think that's important cool yep cool next question from Scott Andrew um, pricing of prints frame prints um, appropriately so that people will purchase them versus the cost of getting them printed and framed yeah so um, Scott I know I know yeah. I know Scott very well Scott's a member of, of Eastwood uh camera club and i've known him for a few years now and he actually sent me this text to me 
a few days ago asking me this and I said, mate, I've got absolutely no idea. <laughs> like I really don't. It's <laughs> it's something that's so difficult to so difficult to judge. It's yeah. kind of like what we talked about in the last podcast about judging your wedding prices yeah. and your packages. What do you charge for your time getting up in the morning, the planning, yeah. the equipment, the the knowledge, the skill, the luck? You know, if you get yeah. a fog bow, like uh, Mar- uh, Martin, not Martin, what was his name? Melvin. Melvin. If you get a fog bow. I remember his name. Yeah, no, you have. You're never going to forget that. <laughs> if you get a fog bow that you can sell to the papers around the world for you get, five, you get five a figures. A fog bow. A what? What was that? A fog bow. Okay. That's what you'd say again. That was all. What? what? <laughs> Sorry. Being a dick. <laughs> you are being a dick. Is that my. No- That's not Northern Irish, is it? <laughs> no, no, no. Not at all. No, I'm just. just um, doesn't matter. Carry on. So, yeah, I mean, it's hard. It's difficult to. It's difficult to. Um, to sort of put a figure on it because he was sort of saying to yeah. me he's had a few inquiries because Scott does do a lot of uh, landscape photography he gets up very early mm-hmm. and, and drives to places reasonably far away and he's had a few people asking about buying his stuff um, and he's not yeah. sure what to price at um, and he sort of feels himself if once you get a nice frame put into an image and it's printed on a nice bit of paper you could be looking at upwards and looking at north of sort of 150, 200 quid and he sort of felt that that is too much because nobody would buy it. Oh no, um, no, 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 not at all. And I, and I think it's up for discussion. So on you go. So I have tried and tested everything. It's 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 crazy. It's crazy difficult. And the, the, what drives me nuts is I know photographers who been in my workshops in in America and this and they're selling prints. They sell prints and they sell prints at a good price and people seem to buy photographic prints. Here in the UK, speaking to quite a few galleries. It's very difficult to sell a photograph because any because people look at a photograph and go, I can go and take that with my iPhone or I can go and take that with my own camera. And it's it's not true. You can. It's a unique photograph. Even if you are in that location, you have to be standing next to that person to get that photograph. So I, I think it's rubbish. And I think um, selling prints is very difficult. You need to have something that really, really stands out and that sells. So in terms of framing, this is how I've kind of learned to work it. If I, and again, this it, it, it depends on how you sell your pictures as well. If you want to sell your picture, get it in a frame. Get it in a good frame. Don't go to Ikea and buy cheap frames. Get it into a custom-made frame. It's going to cost you more money, but it's going to look better. So when you present your work in a coffee shop, a gallery, or, or wherever you're displaying your work, even taking a photograph of it and having it on your website, if you put it in a frame, people can then visualize how that photograph is going to look in a frame. But the chances are, though, the chances of them buying that photographic that photograph in a frame is slim because that frame will very unlikely match their house. So if you are framing, keep it simple, keep it black, keep it white. Don't go too crazy because people like simplicity when they see it in a frame. For me, I like to have a photograph in a frame on display, but here's the print to buy. Okay? Okay. So if you are, if you are, you've got a print and you're going to sell it, right? Brilliant. I've got this print. I'm going to sell it. And this is the markup that I make of my print. And I'm now going to go to a gallery. I'm going to get it framed. And then, you know, you kind of, you need to make up a bit of markup on getting it framed because you put the time in to go in there and getting it done. So that's now increasing. But most people go, well, why don't I just buy a print? take it to a framer and get, you know, get the, um, a cheaper price. 
So that's how I've noticed it. Unless you make a deal with a framer where they give you discounts. So I've got two framers that I work with and they give me they give me something like 15, 20% discount. It's nothing and it's really not worth, you know, much, um, to be brutally honest. But it helps. So that's kind of how I think for displaying your photograph. If you want to sell it, put it in a frame but then offer the people a print to buy so they can then go and get their own frame that's going to match in their house. That's kind of how I've, I've over the years, I've done it all and this, that's what I think sells best. If you are gonna frame something, keep it simple. Black with a nice mount or white with a nice mount or just a very um, neutral color um, so they can visualize it themselves in their house. They might have a brown frame, a pink frame or whatever. Markup in terms of print. That's is what. Really, well, that's what I was going to really say. Difficult. That's that's the the goal. That's the million dollar question, isn't it? That is that is the that is and it's 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 the same with anything in photography. There's no standard because you value what your art is worth and don't undervalue yourself. So there's two routes you can go down with selling prints. There is the fine art side side, or there is the quantity side of things so let's take quantity for instance so i my photographer that i admire is colin Pryor. i love colin Pryor's work i think he's, he's, he's very old school i just love his style he was quantity over quality so he printed a lot himself i think he now works with loxley for his prints probably yeah but sure he seen their stuff prints loxley, yeah. yeah he prints um on on a mass scale and he had his prints in every single gallery every single place sold pictures artwork whatever he had his pictures in there now there's a good chance that he would have done sale on return to start with which drives me nuts i hate sale on return i, I cannot stress this enough try your hardest not to do sale so on explain return what sale on return is over. sale on return is this. so if you've got a gallery and the gallery goes oh i really love this picture i would love to sell it they're not going to buy it off you you have to print it and you have to provide it to them and if it sells you'll then get a commission of your some worth. Sort, yeah, yeah. A commission. Yeah. So there's a good chance that most most galleries or something like that will take anything between 30 and 40%. So when you're marking this up, you've now got to think in your head, right, so the cost of the print is this, and then if I'm going to have this in the gallery, well, they're going to take 40%. So you need to make sure that you're making a profit that covers the print and your time and your effort and your, and your art, the value of your art, you know? So... For me, I am a snob when it comes to printing. I love good, good quality paper, good quality printing. Um, I use a print foundry down in London for my all my my, my landscape work. Um, you should speak to my friend Peter. Actually, he's big into his printing. Yes. Oh, yeah. you have actually spoken to he's, him. You have spoken to him, haven't you? I'm not too sure. I can't. I can't no, I haven't. No, yeah. don't think so. Not yet. Oh well, I, I think you, you um, have. Anyway, anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> memory is safe so you know finding someone who does great quality printing with good quality inks good quality paper you know you do have printers like the print foundry and uh, not print foundry loxley or sim imaging or whoever who do standard photographic paper that's really nice but when you're doing your landscape you want to get it on a bit of paper that suits the landscape whether it be uh um German Hannibal, Hannibal, those papers, the photo. Well, they're not. They're not called. They're not called paper. They're called rags, aren't they? That's that's the rags. Yeah. yeah. You know, so there's there's a there's a huge different different um, variety of papers out there, and you get get one picture and get like a little ten by eight done in every single one of them, so you can see what's going to work. But if you're working with a good lab like the Print Foundry, who I deal with, they have like I don't know. 10 15 different types of papers i think it is 
and I'll send a print and I'll put it for say photo rag and they'll call me and go we actually think this will work better yeah. with this paper and they're right every time yeah exactly you know? well, that's, so that's what they're, they're trained to do that's, that's what they're, they're well exactly so that's that, what yeah. you're paying for you'll never get that with Loxley and that's why I don't I only use Loxley for standard prints with wedding work for my landscape work I don't use them at all yeah, yeah. Um, I, I try and minimise the use of them they're just convenient because they're yeah, well, I was going to say the, only, the, the best thing about Loxley's and even I've found that recently with the albums is I can drive there in under 10 minutes and I can walk in there I know Jacqueline very well now and I can walk in and yeah. say can you show me X, Y and Z can you do what? there's a problem with this can you do mm-hmm. this that and the other There and it, there is I know they're a massive company so it's not like you're supporting your local little guy around the corner no. but they are local local and that's a big thing really if you're especially if you're starting out so if you're someone i know scott yeah i know scott specifically isn't a he's a very good photographer don't get me wrong mm-hmm. but he's i wouldn't say he's he's been a professional photographer for 25 years he's young and is now realizing that people are interested in maybe buying some of his stuff and if he sells it for 35 40 quid you know uh, and print print prints it from from uh, you know for nine quid and sells it for 45 quid yeah, the print, you know, just yeah. the print, or if he if he gets it framed, it's going to cost him about seventy pounds. So does it? Does yeah. he then sell it for a hundred and sixty, hundred and seventy? You know, that's the type of difficult question that he's got to decide, and and no, we can't answer for him no, because no, he it's, has it's, to it's decide to himself. But what do you, as you say, is it your time and effort? If you're printing ten of the same picture, should, do you feel comfortable? putting the same markup for your time on each one because you're yeah, you're, you're yeah. selling 10 of them not one of them and it's it's difficult to try and work out the maths and guess yeah well the way that i work so here's an example so if i've got a 40 by 20 inch print one of my panoramics this is because this is in my head recently so i cost that up so i've got a shop that has one of my 40 by 20 inch prints they want to sell it to a client and they ask me for a price i did email a price and i couldn't find it before but it doesn't matter so what i do is i then went to print foundry and i looked at the cost of the print okay yep. add on the vat and everything like this and add on the delivery now that's a big issue yeah because you're because you live in the sticks i'm apparently. in the highlands you live well, you live in funny, the middle right? of nowhere oh, don't get me started right so for instance i'm just gonna rant dpd are their main delivery for the print foundry and for me to be delivered in Lumbride, where i live up in up in elgin i'm 19 pounds yeah right for one print but if i get delivered to my parents in old Meldrum, which is yeah. an hour's drive away over 40 odd miles or here's the crazy rothis which is only 10 minutes away from where i am it's nine pounds yeah it's just that line you they know, have so to draw the border somewhere the postcode. Yeah, the postcode. Postcode, yeah. so anyway that's my yeah. that's no my no i can number. i see what you mean so uh 40 by 20 inch print including delivery including time i think it works at about 45 pound from them so I would take that forty-five pound, and I would actually probably times it by f- probably about four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you need to have a, so you need to have a number that you. That that's a good yeah exactly, but that's for a that's for a. That's print. not printed. So that's, that's not framed print. though. That's not yeah, framed. That's, no, no, no. no. So just... that's now a hundred. It's actually I actually said it's a hundred ninety pound because I knew that she was then going to take her Cut. commission off yeah. that. So um, let's say an hour, one hundred ninety pounds. So it's one hundred ninety pound, and then she comes to me and if a client goes well i want to get it framed and to get that sort of thing framed and mounted you're probably looking around about another 120 i was i was going to guess 200 but yeah yeah it depends on who you go with everyone's different yeah. but that's you know so that's it but to me i think that's worth it i think i'm taking that but then what happens if someone comes in and goes they want a 12 by 8 inch print which costs you 9 pound or 8 pound to get printed on 
really good quality paper. Are you going to sell that at 35 quid? I don't know. 50 quid. See, to me, that this is it. So you then need to adjust your prices for the smaller prints that are slightly cheaper. The way that I work it is I would have, and this was actually one of the other questions I think it was do you recommend offering two or three set prints rather than someone was talking about sizes? Yeah, Yeah, I agree. I think you have three standard prints you have a small, a medium, and a large. Okay. You want to make your the majority of your profit off the medium size because no one really wants a small print. No one can afford a big print or has a room for a big yeah. print, but they also want that picture to stand out. So it's very likely they'll go for a medium print. So you want to make your markup on the medium print more yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I think it. Out. I think it. So, I mean, it's it's the same with wedding. Well, I was going to say we said last week that you keep it very simple if you possibly can. So you have a yeah. You have a, a ten by eight or whatever size you want. You know, as a small one, and then you have a like a, a I don't know a thirty by twenty, 18, a thirty 18, by twenty four or, or whatever. You know, eighteen by twenty four by eighteen or something. Yeah, like that. and then and you have a big a big, a big ass one for somebody who wants yeah. to put it in the on the living room wall. Yeah, huge. It's and then the other element you've got to look at is volume. Do you want to be, I'm going to print as many as I want, or are you going to keep them limited? If you're going to keep them limited to, say, 50 prints, you want to make more markup on that. Because when you've sold those 50 pictures, that's it. You technically can't sell it. No. Different sizes and things like this. It's not not good business, you know, to do that. So this is, is, again, this is what I've worked. I've got got this picture of this big Highland cow face, and I decided that I decided to do a limited print of 50 in three different sizes, and I completely sold out of them all. You know, and I can't really, I won't resell it anyway because it's um, it's an old picture. So it's, you know, that's that's what it is. So you've got to really think you've got quality or you've got volume. If you're going to do volume, you want to go for a cheaper print, but sell more of them. Well, if you, you might make a smaller market. If you're going for volume, you're not going to use someone like yeah. the Print Foundry to do some fancy no, photo no. paper. You're going to just do it from a decent well, printer exactly. like Loxley and get shed loads of them yeah. done. Yeah. Well, that's it, and that's the other thing. If you're gonna do, if you're gonna do volume, and you're gonna go to somewhere like Locks and say, "I've got this print, I want to do eighteen by twelve, and I want to do fifty prints," they're gonna give you a really good deal on that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure that's what Colin Pryor does now. But if you want to do ten limited edition, yeah. 10, 20, 30, whatever, then you could actually do um, something like I do. So I do an order per um, oh, what's it? There's a word for it. But basically, if someone orders one of my prints. I don't have it in stock. I have my printers. They print it. They label it. They package it like it's come from me. They box it up. It's got all my stickers on it. And they post it out to the client. Whoever. So the client thinks it's come from me, but it but hasn't. It looks, it but it looks shit hot because it's come straight from the printers. It yeah. looks yeah. shit hot. And they put my stickers and stuff on it. And it looks really, really good. So there's that mm, element. But the downside to that is... Get my stickers. <laughs> the downside to that is is I don't sign it. And that's that's another element is do you want to sign them? If you do want to sign them, then you're going to have to have them delivered to your house. So you've now got the postage being delivered to your house. You're going to sign it and then you're going to then repost it out. So you've got to put all these elements into your pricing. Yeah, yeah, so, fair enough. Yeah, that's it. And then the, what you can do is if someone wants one of your prints, so say somebody goes, I love the picture, I'd like it in 18 by 12, um, you price it up, you do your 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 uh, costings of everything, everything, even right down to the selling of the website on your website or whatever PayPal is going to take, times that by... Three or four. four. Yeah, three, yeah, yeah. I, I would say four. Times it by four, sell that print, but when you order that print up, order up another two. 
Yeah, because someone may ask it, yeah. So now you've got... Yeah, so now you've got... Because it's a good chance if someone loves that print, another person's going to buy yeah. it. So I do have up in my loft, I have boxes and boxes of prints from old prints I've just... I've sold. So that's... Well, here's... The, that, I hope that, that made Well, sense. that does... No, that, makes, <laughs> that does make perfect sense. The, I think, anyway, I hope Scott is semi-happy with what we've tried to muster. Yep. This leads into a question which we're going to need to do reasonably swiftly because, again, we're hitting an R here. I can't believe it, but... Yep. You're talking about printing. Is there a someone asked this on the group, and it's a difficult question to ask. And you know my opinion on this because I've told this to you before. Do you advocate printing them yourself, buying a printer, and doing it yourself? I mean, or or would you always? Is there any is there any scenario that exists where you would believe that printing them yourself is a better idea? Again, it depends on volume. It depends on how many you're printing. So I have done the research into this and it is, it's insane. And you can do as many spreadsheets as you want and you can get as much data as you want, but until you trial and error, it's really difficult. So the issue with printing yourself, first of all, is size. If you're going to want to be doing a 40 by 20 inch print, you're going to need to get a large format printer. Yeah. And a large yeah. format printer is not what? ideal for doing a 12 by 8 inch print. No. And it's okay. also going to cost you so somewhere yeah. in the region of two and a half grand, isn't it? Yeah. It, well, and then and then some. You're probably for for a good let's say Epsom, forty Epsom odd inch printer. Epsom. Oh, well, a Canon. I've been looking at the Canons. I really wanted to go Epson, but I'm, I'm hearing really not great things about the Epsons, and probably go down the route of Canon. Um, but you do. You've got your. You've got to buy the printer, so you can lease them, but you've got to buy the paper. You the printer, ink. the paper. The ink, the ink is insane yeah. for a large format printer. You're looking at almost a thousand pound for a complete ink ink set. Yeah. So you've got that to 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 do it in. So I can't imagine I, any situation I, where it's it's worth it. I mean, surely. Oh, it's 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 insane. It really is. So, I I priced it all up and I worked it all out. And you do not actually if 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 you base it over, let's say a life expectancy of a printer is five years. Right, so that printer is going to last you say five years before you. But the ink is it. not going to last you um, five years. That ink's going to no, the ink's be, not going to. That's no, no, going no, to no, that's going to replace at least six, but seven times. Getting, yeah. Well, exactly, but it's getting better. It's getting a lot, lot better. These inks, but it's things like the print heads. So, like for instance, the Epson print heads. I believe you've got to have an engineer to come out and do oh, it for shut you. Up. Canon, really? you can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Canon, Canon, you can do them yourself. But you're looking at five hundred pounds. Oh, the the print heads. I, well, okay. So there's that jog, element. Jog on. So I, I worked out that if I was selling a forty by um a forty by twenty inch print, I would need to sell something between seven and ten a month, over the space of five years to justify buying my own printer. Well, there you go. Question answered, folks. I so think, I think that's go. a fairly conclusive... And that's good, that's that good, that's good math, James. Well done. That's, that's, good, good that's not including, not including um, testing to get your calibration, yep. right? And any failed prints then, and any things you have to throw away. Let's, yep. say, let's say you have a month where you don't sell any you have prints. To clean the, sitting clean empty. The, yeah. You have to clean it and you waste the inks and there's a the power and there's a the storage and there's just there's so many different elements involved. But the fact is, having a printer means you print. Oh, you're going to talk the about the you're going to be talking about the soul of the photograph here, aren't you? About the, the soul the... of the photograph. <laughs> the purpose of you taking a photograph is to have it printed. And I bet you, I bet you, ninety five percent of most landscape photographers do not print. I w and it drives me nuts because yeah. that is your final 
end product. Not on a freaking iPad or tablet, sorry, tablet or a smartphone or, or on Flickr or Instagram. That's not where your I print know. should be ending up. Yeah. Your print should be printed and on display. And it, it irks me so much. Did I show, have I show, ever shown you, by the way? I'll tell you, I'll, I'll put that on Instagram as well. Um, yeah, my, my, my wall behind me here. Um, because that's that's what uh, there's a cushion in the way, but never mind. Yeah. The, I think I have shown you this, but it's the photo of my trip to Harris where I took a, and I got it printed big. Um, I don't know what size that is, but it's pretty big. Um, and I did put it in a cheap frame because at the time that was only for me. And it's the best thing to do. You have to print it. You just ha- you have to get it printed. Yeah. It's it's. It's true. It's true. Printing is out, and when you feel that photograph, when you touch it, when you see it. That is your that's your photograph that you visualized coming to life. So that's for another episode where I get passionate about printing. <laughs> I might be ill on that one. <laughs> you might have to yeah. you might have to have think, a sub for I that one. If you're a hobbyist, if you're an amateur, if you don't really yeah. intend to order them that from, much order them from your from landscape Loxley or somewhere like uh, that. No, not from Locks. Well, no, if you're if you're an amateur or a hobbyist, then order it from yeah. someone like that. If you're somebody who's exactly. making money from it, then order it from somewhere like Print Foundry. Exactly, Loxley, Loxley exactly. do not do bad prints to be fair they do good prints it's just not maybe your fine aren't fancy pantsy ones not entirely I just I just I have people I have issues with with Pat Loxley in the past that's all that's all my my issue is I James, do James my, you, have, oh, you have issues with most of the people you work with yeah it's true <laughs> most of the churches most of the churches. reverends most of the priests <laughs> most of the venues yeah 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 <laughs> But no, it's fine. It's fine. It's my personality. What can I say? But no, it is. It's, it's um, printing's great. Printing is, <laughs> is very, very important. Um, and I think everyone should just go out and that picture that you love, just go and print Absolutely. it. I mean, Absolutely. My personal printing bill for last year was insane. And all the sitting, they are sitting in boxes upstairs, but I am going to do something with them. I do want to do something with them and they'll last. Um, so does that I think, that's, that, I think that's... that answers it very well and I have a wee bit of an issue here because I've unplugged my laptop now because I didn't want my computer to freeze <sighs> I'm well we are a minute we are an, 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 an hour, hour and five minutes yeah no. I have 12% battery so and we, we, yeah, we may have to use that as an excuse to stop talking I've got to get up at six o'clock yeah. and it's now 11.38. It is quite so, late, um, but um, why don't you yeah. tell us where we can... First of all, we want to do the Facebook group, which I think you've already mentioned. Facebook group, yeah. So you can head on to Facebook and type in The Photographer's Crack yep. and you'll get our new page. So we've got a new page on there and there's, there'll be links on there to our, our group as well. Uh, our group is The Photographer's Crack Podcast. Um, just search under groups. We are now on the Instagram, which is under on the Instagram. Crack. All right, granddad. On the Instagram. <laughs> We're on the Instagram. <laughs> Did you? All the kids are using it. Uh, yeah. Hey, I'm Instagram man. I, I love my Instagram. You, I said yeah. I sent you my screenshot, didn't I? Of uh, Plan Only or something like that. Did I not? Did I send you? You, that you send my, me. My you send me a lot of stuff. I, I, I kind I of uh, most of it yeah. goes in one ear, and some of it, <laughs> some of it sticks. Thanks. <laughs> I'll have a look. I'll so. Have a look. Um, yeah, I, we're on we're on Instagram and we've been posting all the past episodes right up until today, I believe, and then now in we're the next couple of days. Or no, 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 tell like Tuesday. I think as of Tuesday, I can then um, post this new um, podcast and everything will be online. So that'd cool. be that'd be quite cool. Um, so you get there, uh, and the website is thephotographerscrack.com dot uh, and you'll get all our podcasts and all our 
bump is on there, which you still need to update I your bio. I know, I know. I actually looked at it on. Well, I'll tell you what, this weekend when I'm up north, I'm going to take my laptop. I'll write yeah. some stuff. I'll write some words. Um, there you go, people. Know, you heard it. If it's not for the next episode, oh, you can stone you. Shit. Yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, we're still going to get like an X-rated version of our podcast with all the swearing today as well. Really? Yeah, I think so. They they check podcasts. I know they do, but... Okay, fine. Yeah. Uh, your website, James? My website, very simple, is jameskelly.co. Done. That's it. Sorted. jameskelly.co. You can get me on there. And for Facebook... You can get under now. This is where it gets complicated because we're doing landscapes. So do I promote the landscape? Page? Yes. Yeah, I if think I do, so. Yep. Yeah, okay. So if you're landscape photography, it just simply type in just James K, and that goes for Facebook and Instagram, and you'll get all my stuff on there. Just James K. How about yourself? Well, I don't really have a landscape on Facebook, so I, I, I my Facebook page is is my wedding work, so I won't mention that. But my Instagram does have a lot more of kind of uh, mountainy type landscape work. This weekend when I'm going away, and if this is going out on Tuesday, then I suppose that'll be a couple of days behind. But um, yeah, my my Instagram page, which is Eagles from Eagle, that's the whiskey. I can't even say my own name. It's a half a dribble. Let's 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 try that again. Instagram, which is Eaglesham Photography. Um put punch that into Instagram. Uh I'm gonna be linking some photos from tonight's recording. Uh and I really, really hope folks that um my audio works for this because So do I. Yeah, no, I I don't know what we'll do if it's not. But I'm not gonna edit it. I know. But uh no, Eaglesham Photography and uh check me out in there and leave me any chat and I'll try and get back to you at some point. Cool beans. Sounds good. Well, thank you very much, everyone, for your time. Yep. Thanks for listening. Podcast Thanks for tuning in. And you're on the iTunes. Please do leave us a review <laughs> on, and some words. On the iTunes. You need to stop putting nice. the in front of everything. <laughs> I'm going to go onto the Facebook in a wee minute. Oh, I've loved this. <laughs> I'm going to go to the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to. I think you need to. But uh, I do. Yeah, yeah thanks yeah. for... I'm, people, I've had three hours sleep. I just want to say that I've had three hours sleep. That's since. an excuse. Yeah, yeah, it's working. Busy, busy man, what can I say? Indeed. Yeah. Thanks very much, everybody. Good night. Good night, everyone. Cheers. Thank you.